Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Commander Clash podcast, where we talk all things Commander. And this week, we are answering your dying, burning questions. We have a mailbag episode where we asked you on our YouTube community tab uh, what questions you want us to answer. So we've compiled a list. And to answer your your questions, I have Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive. How are you doing, Seth? I'm doing good. I love these kind of podcasts because we get to talk about stuff that uh, don't that doesn't come up on a weekly basis. So I always look forward to these when we do them. Tomer, Budget Commander, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I just also want to re- remind the table that, Richard, you also have a sweet nickname, too. You're the Codfather. I saw comments on being like, why is Richard the only one without the nickname? And he has it. It's Godfather. <laughs> Godfather, the Codfather. Uh, I am the Codfather Richard, yes. Uh, Krim, the Asian Avenger. Hi. The mini Codfather, the Codfather's yeah. son. How are you yes, doing? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the, the very, my my father is, is definitely Richard. Hello, hi. How are you? <laughs> and like Tomer said, I am Richard, the Codfather, and uh, I have hand-selected uh all your comments today and we're gonna go through them uh hopefully uh hit some cool topics and uh answer your questions so before we get into that uh we have a sponsor card conduit the easiest way to sell your magic cards card conduit lets you skip all the typing time and work associated with buy listing their curated service lets you send in as many cards as you want with buy list value one dollar or more and you pay just a five percent service fee you can use their sorted service where you list and sort your cards and pay only 2%. You get a detailed report and fast payment once your order is processed. And you can get 10% off by heading over to cardconduit.com slash mtggoldfish. So thank you, Card Conduit, for supporting today's show. So on to their questions. The most upvoted question, the most popular question, the question we get literally every episode are Tomer's plants still alive from Felipe Gdolin <laughs> <laughs> 1055? Tomer, I see some plants in the background. Are they the same plants? Are they are they real plants? Are they artificial plants? Are they green screened in? <laughs> so the plants, as I keep telling everybody, are fine. Despite my best efforts, they are fine. They are real. You know what? I'm I'm gonna do something. I don't know if I believe it. That bottom plant looks like it's dead, dude. You can you can know that they're real first of all by how they look. Are they the same ones though? Does he just buy a new plant like every week? Yeah, that switches them out once they will. Wow, they they look a little wilty. Are those healthy? They don't. Yeah. When did you last water this plant, Tomer? How many weeks is it (laughs) since you watered it? When did you last water the plants? So my my way of watering these plants, and you can see, like they're fine. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Um, Doesn't look fine at all. It's a little wilty. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) It survived like six years. And by the way, most of my plants do not live that long. They usually last like a couple of weeks. But anyway, my 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 watering uh, technique is when I see they're like super wilted and like dying, then I add a little bit of water, and then that's it. And so like I don't really have a set routine. I would say like once a week or anything. It's just like do, whenever do you I give it I like plant food. Do you change the soil? Do you do anything for it? Wait, you're supposed to change the soil? What? Yes, really. Plant food. <laughs> plant food. Yeah, yeah. like it, it's it like needs like it needs nutrition. And if it uses the same soil for six years, your <laughs> soil has nothing left in it. Really? 
Dumping some Maybe this is why all of them are the hardiest plants on Earth. They have survived six years on nothing but water. They survived a solid three and a half, four years, and I thought I was doing a really good job with them. By the way, these are the only plants that have survived this long. (laughs) Even my cactuses have died. Cactus. All right. Uh, for people who know what they're doing, we need some botany tips uh, yeah. for Tomer to maintain this plant. We you don't know anything. I, I know you're soil? supposed to give it more than water, though. What? This is a scam. All right. Uh, Zetsu Bokaito. Not a question. It'd be funny if Tomer plays a plant deck with Mycosynth Lattice so he can have artificial plants. They're hey. real. <laughs> that's, that's a good idea. You could see right. they're real. Uh, but are they the same ones? Yes. Open your closet. Show me there's yeah. like 10 backup plants Dead in pants. there. You don't want to see the closet. <laughs> I just have plant All right. skeletons. Uh, Vets Vet 9435. How do you decide to build a certain commander? What speaks to you about them? So every week we build decks for Commander Clash. How do you guys actually choose which commander to, to choose and build? Why do you have a system uh, for this? I feel like I don't really have a good system. I kind of like browse through recent sets and look for something that is kind of unique and I haven't played recently or those colors recently. Is there do you have like an actual like system for what commanders you choose? Is there more to it than that? Am I doing this I'll wrong? I'll tell you my Flash? system. I always say you guys choose whatever you want <laughs> and I act like I'm trying to be flexible and accommodating. But I don't want to make a choice, so I want you guys to choose. (laughs) And you get get the the leftover. (laughs) No, Richard will uh, take the white deck, and he'll just throw in, like, Dowsing Daggers and Spirited Companions, and he'll say, that's it. So so, so speaking, the the way I actually choose decks is I'll have, like, some card I want to play in mind. Uh, So, for example, when, like, Lorien Revealed came out and I became aware of it, I was like, okay, I need to play a blue deck. And this one's, like, an easy one because it goes in any blue deck. But, like, maybe there's, like, a new equipment or something from the latest set. And I'm like, oh, I want to play a Voltron deck. So, usually, there is some pet card that I that just got released or that I just learned about. And I try to force it into the deck. So, I try to choose a commander that actually works so I can test it out. So, that's how I actually choose my decks. Uh, pretty much, like, for me, it's just whatever. How many new cards are there? And then, and then like, what or like maybe one or two new cards. doesn't have to be a ton. And then I just throw it in the deck and then see what decks it can fit in. Do you just filter by Grixis, Krim, and then choose from among the Grixis <laughs> commanders? Or do you actually look at all the commanders? Well, I, I just look at what new cards there are. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so I believe it or not, I it's not Grixis or Esper. It's not even what I like, like, like how I use uh, the filters. I go by D- Demir. It's I don't care what we're doing. It's Demir X and what new cards Demir X got, right? <laughs> like you never play Saltai. Saltai is extraordinarily rare for you. That's true. Well, there's green. never anything. Yeah. There's uh, never anything I want to play out of green, right? So why would I do that? I will. Okay. There is a secret. There is a secret behind the scenes look us uh, uh, on Commander Clash. So is we when there are new sets out, we try to click. We try to pick the more popular ones because we know if they're popular, that means a lot of the viewers are interested in seeing how that commander plays out. So that is that is a factor in mind um, when when we are especially showcasing new sets. If it's a new set, we we pick the the most popular ones usually. I think that's true for like 
the first episode of the new set because i know usually for yeah. me like we do the first episode and we try to show off the ones that everyone's interested in but then in future episodes when i play the new commanders i pick whatever i want i don't really care how popular they are but you're very right about the first episode we try to get the get the big ones that everyone wants to see and i like picking aggro i does i i've discovered that part of myself i like anything that says like whenever you attack or whenever you deal combat damage something good happens I like those. Those are the ones I select first. All right. Next question. Winterwolf26. Bar and Krim, because we know it's Grixis, what is each goldfish's favorite color combo? Uh, so let's let's make it interesting. Let's let's all try to guess each other's favorite combo. So we'll start with Seth. We all have to guess. Is it favorite. two colors? It's anything. Like what? They use so Grixis as an example. Two, so, three, yeah. four. I say Seth is a five C player. I don't because he, yeah. he doesn't seem to have any preference other than he always plays five color for like no reason. <laughs> but I don't know if he actually has like a, a shard or wedge or guild. I can't really think of one for Seth. I, I I would like I would say if he had to be something, it would be like Azorius. Because he really likes blink and those are the blink colors. So but yeah, I think black color is probably. I might have old used to have been. Like, yeah, that's old. Set. But I feel like yeah, I feel like I've changed. I would say I think Richard's probably right. I was gonna say like, this Griffin is like even. asking a parent which kid they love the most. You just don't do that because I love all the colors equally and I play them all equally. So I, I don't what, think yeah. What kind of weird answer is that? <laughs> you like all the color color combinations equally? I mean, I play. There are no the colors to put me and YouTube comments really, for. Really? You, that, no, like. <laughs> I mean, each that's the beauty of magic. Each color has different strengths and weaknesses, and they do different things. And that's what makes the game fun is you get to do all those. That's what, how I enjoy the game. I know other people might just play Demir every week uh, and enjoy that. Maybe that's how they love the game. But I love to experience all the variety that magic has to offer. Who who do you reference? <laughs> so, so actually, yeah, we Tomer. got it wrong, right? We 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 all assume Krim was the Grixis player, but he just came out as the Demir X player. So now we know yeah. it's Demir X, but not Saltai. So yeah. that really just means Grixis and Esper? Or right. Demir. Or just straight or, up Or Demir. just straight up Demir. Straight Demir. Up I don't... Demir. I, yeah. I, one thing I... Like, most of my decks are just Demir. Like, Fairies, and then I, rogues. Yep, fairies, yeah. rogues. Uh, like, you know, you have... Well, actually, no, ninja, ninjas became Grixis. But, like, yeah, like, I, I, I love Demir. And I've... No shame in that, as you all know by now. <laughs> I mean, Richard's uh, the okay. easiest. Richard's just I know, like right. mono white, right? There's no mono is there even any debate there for actually, mono white. Actually, I, I'm gonna go with I think okay. Well, it depends. What what's our favorite color combo in Commander or just in all of Magic? Because in all of Magic, I feel like Richard's a Golgari rock guy. <laughs> That might be That's true. But th that, that was it old is... Richard. Uh, I, I I used to be very Golgari Rock, very Jundi. <laughs> but even now, like Commander has like uh, has corrupted me because like when, when I play Standard, I'm like trying to play Mono White all the time. There it is. <laughs> yeah, we got him. I'm like, oh, Wandering Emperor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I can joke. Yeah. So it just happens I'm to just... line up that that Mono White is good in current Standard. And, and like in the old days, I used to try to play Death and Taxes and Legacy because like. There's just something about white weenie that just appeals to me, and you know, back in the day, hero of blade hold. I'm like, that's it. This is this is the card. Um, so mono white for me, easy. Mm -hmm. Tomer. So Tomer plays a lot of colors, but I think deep in his heart, it's it's is it. 
It's... But he also likes Boros a lot. But I'm going to say he's an Izzet player. He cannot... Niv-Mizzet curiosity is like his thing. I think he would play it every yeah. time if he could. Kiki combos. Yeah, that's an Izzet. Kiki combos in Niv, those colors. curiosity. His yeah. favorite card, Ristic Study, is in that <laughs> Oh, <color>. God. <laughs> I mean, he's got to be blue-based. There's no doubt that blue is number one. So I would I would probably go Izzet, but I think... If you had to go monarch, mono color, it would be blue. I think mono blue would be the mono color. You guys nailed it. Uh, is it for life? Um, <laughs> oh, even has he's got the pin. Tomer's going to check on his plant real quick. Yep, yep. Boom. Ooh. It's a mighty deck box. It's pretty sweet. So, yes, it is definitely. Is it is my is my jam if if I play a standard set or if I play a, a constructed set that's not commander, I always try to go for uh the is a combination first and foremost. And the only reason why I tried out Legacy was somebody said, Hey, I have an Is it Delver deck. Do you want to try it out? I'm like, Yes, <laughs> you got me. So yeah, is it is it for life? I don't really like spell slingers that much anymore because I don't like storm decks really. Because I don't, I feel bad in Commander to monopolize the table's time that much, but um, I do like Is it very much. Wait, I have a question about Crim's hair. Crim's hair color always changes, but we don't know why it changes or what causes him to choose the colors. But it's currently Demir. Is it, does that have anything to do with Demir, or you just like blue? <laughs> okay. First off, Rakdos. constantly changes. Richard, it's been blue and black for a very long time. <laughs> it's been like we, a year, we, we right? Thumbnail pictures. <laughs> that is true. Like, Tomer, this, this is like the wrong <laughs> color hair. <laughs> Tomer just keeps on using the other color for some odd reason. He has that's one photo shot, <laughs> and he just uses that one all the time. I even <laughs> sent some updated there, there, ones. There's a you question: the Where's the ones, Nintendo Switch have, like, hair coming back? <laughs> But so, so what is your favorite hair color combination, Chris? We're updating it the Demir. Okay, so yes, it is blue. I do love the color blue. So that's magic also related or non non magic related. related. Okay, okay. I mean, it's why I gravitated towards water Pokemon. It's why I gravitated towards like you know, like in in One Piece, I play blue. Like Frost in Mage. all, yeah, like Frost Mage is blue. I love ice. I love all of that. Uh, so yeah, it's always just been blue. I love blue Gatorade. That's not even by. Ch that's not because I like like. This, this I just is a, this is a weird affinity to a color synthetic <laughs> controls all of your video game. Yeah, I thought you just like playing control or something. And they're all like games put blue as the control. Blue just think, happens to be the turtley control, right? And that's why I love it. I can see. That. All right. Next question. Uh, Keegan Collins three two four three. Pitch an idea for a new plane. For MTG to visit, bonus points if you have a thematic mechanic. Ooh. So oh, let's mm. assume we're not doing universes beyond and we actually invent a new plane to go to. What okay. would it be? I, okay. Easy. I, oh, go ahead, Graham. No, no, go ahead. Easy. You go ahead. Oh, I, I actually have one right away, too. I want I want an underwater plane. I want a Camarid Homerid plane that takes place <laughs> underwater and is just all like cool Zoiberg sea creatures, Camarids and Homerids. I don't know yeah, what you call yeah, it, but we've, yeah. we've never done underwater world, right? Like, have yeah. we ever had an underwater plane with like underground sea monsters? And we haven't. And we're doing all these like humanoid animals now. So there's no reason you can't have like humanoid sea creatures. Like if we're doing mice and rabbits, so... What, That's what, what if I, I gave you universes beyond 
Water World? What was that like? Oh, God, no, movie. Not that flop <laughs> no, of a that movie. That was like the biggest flop <laughs> in existence or whatever. Yeah. I what just, about I, like I, Universes Beyond Titanic from the Fox? <laughs> what about Universes Beyond Avatar 2? Because that was Ooh. very watery. I never watched I mean, Avatar, it, but it, that's irrelevant. Ixalan had merfolk, but they were like river merfolk or something. Well, like Dominaria really had real. like cephalids. Cephalids? Remember? Cephalid? I mean, did you say we cephalid? We have underwater creatures on occasion, but we've never had a plane that was like, that was yeah. the focus. Like, tell the story yeah, yeah. of this underwater civilization. Like, like Atlantis. Atlantis. They could do like a lost Atlantis <laughs> thing. That would be that would be an easy way to make it fantasy. The, my only my only concern is the water levels in, in games are always the worst. So What? The water levels are okay. The water temple in Do you have to go Zelda? up for air or not? Are you saying there's the turbines weather? The Mario the water <laughs> games. There's Yo, the water levels in like Donkey ga- Kong. They always suck. So did you there's hate too Mario much fluid Sunshine? in games is what you're saying. Too oh, much I never fluid. played Mario Sun- Sunshine. <laughs> I mean, what about like like hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 what? And then all the Resident Evil levels where you're fighting the water. No, monster. I don't like Resident Evil. I'm scared. <laughs> okay, well then, maybe maybe not there. But like like water levels are always the most. Like, I think that's the hardest part of a game to make. So also possibly why it's hard to make a magic set around it, right? Because mm. it's it seems simple, right? But because of how like overly simple it is, right? It, you can kind of get lost in, like, how do you make the ocean floor cooler, right? Like, because you're going to figure out, like, hey, yeah, there's there's a rift in the, 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 the whatever, a fissure in the, in the crack of the ocean floor. Cool. And there's a bunch of coral. And then wh- how, what do you do past that? How do you make the world cooler than just that? Hammer it's camera. It's easy. Yeah. But but like if it was I mean the challenge would be the turtles. other colors. <gasps> we could right? finally have turtle tribal thing going turtle for underwater. Tribal. It'd have That's to be like the volcanic underwater. steam yeah. vent thing, right? Yeah, yeah. underwater. Yeah, you or like kelp for the forest or something. You but do yeah. it. See, yeah, I'm down. I'd much right, rather turn. I'd rather rather have that than like the fiftieth time we visit Innistrad. This time, wait. So we're want to revisit wedding. Innistrad. <laughs> yeah, no. The next, the next one's gonna be what? Like the vampire divorce set? Like, yes. I'm like I don't care. Yo, that, I don't care. It's kind of cool though. Yo, what, what if it's like courtroom? It's courtroom play, and it's the vampire divorce. No, you get something. Like, yeah, Richard. the bird lawyer from from Streets in New Capenna is yeah wait, y'all representing Edgar. Wait, yeah. you're. you're your plan was courtroom play? Yes, courtroom because drama? based on Ace Attorney, right? Dun, 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 like, based dun, off Ace Attorney, yeah. you make it a, a, like dun, a courtroom dun, dun, drama, dun, right? Dun, yeah, dun. like, sure, you got to have the dun-dun, right? Like, law and <laughs> yeah. order sound. How's this a okay. plane, though? Is this, like, a new so, Capenna or something? Okay, so some of the mechanics that would be in there would be Clue, right? You'd have Inquisitor Fairfax mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. You'd have all these cards in there. Because, I mean, we already have a murder mystery, Right. In in yeah. in whatever or whatever something at Bly Manor or whatever Markov Manor, the Ravnica <laughs> yeah. thingy, yeah, whatever, yeah. right? The one that's coming out that I'm really excited for. Obviously, I'm just bad with names, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, like so you you if you already introduce something like like a a one of those, why can't you have a courtroom drama right now? Imagine Jace. Jace, you know, okay, Jace would be kind of busted, so he has to be on trial, right? Like, because if he's a mind mage, he's always going to win, right? But, like, you would then easily have, it wouldn't be just, like, a straight up, like, like courtroom drama, because you'd have the Rakdos who would use torture as a, <laughs> as a courtroom mechanic, right? You'd kind of magicify each thing in there. 
But then okay. realistically, uh, like you would have again, you'd have clues. You would have maybe like some ability that would then like allow you to. Uh, one of the mechanics, a lot of the things is maybe like revealing two cards at random, right? And then X would happen. You wouldn't discard them or something like that, but your opponents would show two cards at random. And this way you can kind of get a little bit of like, uh, I don't know what you would call the mechanic. I, you call it objection if you want. No. Oh, I mean, you'd have to make, have to you'd have to a, make counter a counter spell, spell with objection. <laughs> so like, you can like slap Phoenix, down right? the counter spell be objection. <laughs> yeah. And and no, I'm not asking for a, a, a Ace Attorney secret layer. I'm talking about, but it would be heavily inspired by it, right? Because we already have um, Falco, whatever the Bant demon leader is. Arena has an emote where they meme and it's, it's an homage to Ace Attorney where he's pointing and he, and, and he's yell and he slams the table and he points out so i i don't know i think a courtroom drama would so be really wizard, cool. wizards has heard you and coming up is universes beyond judge judy and then okay. that. That is, that is the biggest miss because i don't would, want that it would be a it would be a good block though because then you can do like the prison set do like shawshank redemption universes beyond or something because like after the court you know they could be a no, whole block you don't even uh, have to you be it. Prison break. <laughs> it is, don't it is don't you be it because it's funnier if Obnixilis or something or you know Chandra has to get out. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I I think hitting some like fantasy hitting some like a fantasy plane based on a culture we haven't really seen yet. Because we've done like all of like Western and a lot of Eastern Europe at this point. Uh, Kamigawa is like very Japanese inspired, so maybe like something Chinese inspired would be really cool to see. Or Mortal like... Three Kingdoms, we did it. No, but that's like that's <laughs> that's based on like a not not a real like it's based on real world history or real world like oh, mythology, uh, right? So I like fantasy like, this, China. I want a so fantasy like, like yeah. I want like an actually fantasy world based on like uh, like Chinese mythos or something like that. That would be cool to me. Definitely monkey King Genshin. universes beyond. Yeah, right. <laughs> of course, AKA we would have like have, like a Monkey King character, <laughs> and that would be like super fun. Also, right, like, I, I got be, one. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised they haven't done a superhero plane. I want to see like what knockoff Spider-Man looks like. In, oh <laughs> in yeah, the magic realm where S Spider Lad. You somehow Is get bitten by a radioactive, I don't know, beetle. I guess that's blue beetle or something, right? You become like a superhero based on some insect that's totally not Spider-Man. You get hit by radioactive something. Or another, become... Isn't the that Hulk, just Planeswalkers? Really or no? Is that as magic? Is that not the same as Planeswalkers? Essentially, you know, the aren't they magic superheroes? Kind of, they're like more mutants or something. Oh, uh, okay. Right? Where okay. you get a spark and something happens, but. But, you know, like the whole like cheesy outfits, like the, the team, you got to assemble them into the X-Men. You got you to you so, assemble them into the Avengers. So Yo, I think, Nico Bolas in tights. I think like a couple years ago, if you asked me that, I'd be like, well, obviously Planeswalkers are the superheroes of the magic. Like they have the Oath of the Gatewatch and they have like the War of the Spark. Like obviously that's what that we was tried like to rip Avengers off Avengers. Yeah. But the problem is Wait, that they're moving got... away from Planeswalkers now because they don't play well in Commander. So we need to have a new version of that that is not a Planes... Planeswalker Spark, right? So I think that actually does open the doors for like new Planeswalkers that happen to work really well in Commander. So they're not actually Planeswalker types, right? 
I so think they're that legendary, could be more legendary creatures, like legendary Spider-Man creatures. They're in, they yeah. probably would do it. The problem is probably the IP. I don't know if they can get the like good superhero IP. No, but this is no, this they have is to make their own. just like Strixhaven. Yeah. Oh, they no. just made their own yeah, stuff yeah. up. <laughs> oh, Lati's not gonna make fake superheroes. They want the real ones. They got to get the well, real. That's, that's beyond, the universe though. of Beyond tie-in or the secret layer tie-ins. You have <laughs> the the versions of those, but they have like their the thing they're based on. And then one day you can be like, who's stronger, knockoff Superman from MTG or actual <laughs> Superman from Universes Beyond? You fight about power levels <laughs> in in the Reddit comments. <laughs> All right, like Zotal Cop one one five. When you start a game with strangers. Are there cards your opponents can play that telegraph inexperience and make you go easier on them? For example, Chromatic Lantern signalizes to me a weaker mana base and maybe a newer player. <laughs> oh, it's, it's the lands. Um, it's the lands. When you see those tap lands and the snarls and the game lands, to me, that's like, I don't know if I go easier on them, but it does send the message like, this is not the person I'm going after first. The person who's playing the game lands and all the tap mana base, they're not my priority to go after on the on the first few turns. I'm focusing on the person that's cracking fetches for triomes and dual lands and so forth. <laughs> so it's Unless it's Tomer, then I, then I take like it. No, 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 no. So I just have to play Snarl and you'll leave me alone for the game, right? Snarl I'll be laughing so hard that I won't be able to attack you, yeah. Okay. Noted. Um, I, I think anybody that still plays any of the Calder pieces... Uh, I'll probably I'd try to take it easy on them. <laughs> I'll use this to my advantage. <laughs> I'll Snarl, remind you next time Snarl you'll be like, Bro, who should I attack this year? I'm like, I'm playing Cauldra. Didn't we see a Cauldra win just only weeks ago? <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm just I'm just giving Tober crap. It, to be fair, Krim Krim actually was the one who who was the savior of that game, though. <laughs> Very rarely am I am I <laughs> the hero we needed. Uh, I, what I about you? Say, I would say, though, in all honesty, like, yeah, like, I, I do think a mana base will probably give me a good idea, right? Like, the mana base, if it looks like it's, like, fresh from a pre-con, or if they're just straight up playing a pre-con, right? Like, I I quite often won't target the person playing a pre-con, unless it's an artifact one. I think if you're playing Phyrexian Arena, I'll be like, you poor soul, I'll leave you alone for a couple turns. Yeah, that's a big one for me. What about Mind's Eye? Mind's Eye. Mind's Eye I went mean, off. It went off. Oh, I bring welcome, it welcome to 2023. So, uh, oh, Krim yeah, wasn't here for the last Commander Clash. I drew a lot of cards with that. It worked. He did. Under he did. Oh, my God. You just I, let I him copied the that. Mind's Eye. Oh, my God. He did, nothing, he did nothing for, like, three turns straight. Just no cast spells. Just Mind's Eye. And then he mm. died for it. Mm. <laughs> So I would say it's less about cards because cards can be whatever, right? People could be playing on a budget. They could be just playing a pre-con. Like you could have Krim playing a pre-con. That's kind of scary, right? Just because his cards are weird doesn't necessarily mean it. What Ashley telegraphs is what they do. So like if you turn three, pass the turn, and then like snap off a generous gift on like some unimportant thing. I'd be like, hmm, that's suspicious, right? <laughs> like, yeah. you're just trying to be mana efficient, but, like, for no gain. So it'd be more about the plays that they're doing, or if they're just, like, just, like, hard ramping, and then they ramp into nothing and then pass the turn. You're like, well, you know, maybe that wasn't wise, right? So it'd be more about the gameplay rather than the deck choices, because it could be a flavor reason. It could be a budget reason. It could be they're borrowing a deck. You know, I, I don't know what it is, so... Typically, cards don't tilt me off, except for Snarls. I think 
Anyone who plays a Snarl. Oh, I still God. play Snarls, Snarls with my two-color nuts. <laughs> oh, oh, I will so, hit the uh, ad. I will continue uh, to do so. Just play a game oh. land. <laughs> for yeah, game honestly. No. Yeah, it is Battlefield <laughs> untapped sometimes, whereas a game land does never enters Battlefield untapped. Just play the Strixhaven land that scries. Garbage. All right. Uh, Lethal Warrior. What cards do you think are the most egregious breaks of the color pie? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even know. Do you have one? Oh mind? my god! It's but... it's feed the swarm and black enchantment disruption. Easy, <laughs> no doubt. Maybe it's recency bias, but my god, I know people are gonna be like, "Oh, it's not a color pie break because Wizard said they expanded the color pie break." It's still a color pie break. But is so it do you hate the or do you hate the five drop? Remove, well, destroy. Five. Feed the swarm a, is but... destroy. Black has a bunch of ways of doing it now. Like Myron well, Misery, I think, is... Two. But there's also, like, Farika's Libation, oh. which is you have to sacrifice exactly. an artifact or, or, or a creature or an enchantment. Like, that's just part... They, they want that to be part of the Black's color identity now. So I don't know. I don't think that's a break. If that's their design intent, I don't think that's a break. I mean, they're, they're, they, they have actively chosen to break the color yeah. pie because they're expanding it. Well... I think like two old school ones, but classic ones. Beast Within is one because it removes creatures, and they've already said it's a color pie break. And then Chaos Warp, which I'm sad that they say it's it's a color pie break. Chaos card, it's fine. yeah, but they they said like they will never make a, another version of Chaos Warp that targets any permanent because Resonal has to touch. Uh, Did they just make yeah. a new oh, Chaos yeah. Warp? Guff yeah. writes history, but, but all they got to do is feel like doesn't oh. target uh, enchantments. Wasn't there one in Commander Legends, like Chaos? What's the two-mana one? That Commander like? Masters? No, uh, Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate. It's a two-mana double red. There's one that they flip into like permanent or something. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's a, it's a lot worse than Chaos Warp. Yeah, yeah, And you couldn't can't they, choose enchantments now. Couldn't they just be like, oh, we're expanding the color pie. Red gets to kill enchantments now. It worked for Black. Can, it worked but for they haven't Swarm. yet. All they got to do is so have Mark Rosewater put that on Swarm. Twitter, and they're, and they're good. They solved it. I think it. this is a case of Commander ruining something, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, the, the balance is, like, very horrible because people want to play, like, certain combinations or, like, monocolor, and they can't do it without being underpowered, without access to certain things. So Watsy needs to give those colors that ability, and then it just makes all the colors homogenous. Mm -hmm. Um like, like blue is a good example of what you can't balance, right? Like blue used to draw cards really well. And then to make up for like all their removal and all their stuff like kind of sucks because you're, the idea is you would just draw lots of cards and then like, you know, play your bad cards and you make up it from quantity. But when you mix it with like color that like can't draw cards, like say, you know, historically white, all their cards are super efficient because they're not meant to draw cards. Their cards are supposed to do a lot of things. If you now play Azorius, it's super OP because you have all the cards and all the cards driving more cards. So Commander makes balancing colors like terrible. And Wizards, I think, has given up. Every color yeah. can do everything now. And they're just going to pretend they're expanding. The it's like, oh, you can do this if we add this thing, right? Like, oh, black can destroy enchantments if you sacrifice them. So target player sacrifices 20 enchantments. Which you know, like something like that, right? So, yeah, you, you disagree. Like white with card draw. Why does white need to draw cards, right? There, there is a world where white doesn't need to draw cards, and they can just have advantage on their cards in another form. But 
everyone wants to play mono white with card draw so I now everything that, draws that cards white was definitely a, an example where they changed something for commander but i i don't think that's bad like, but I mean, like, I've, I think I've black getting, all the colors have black getting enchantment removal is similar, I think, in that they did it for commander because like it doesn't matter in 60 card formats. You just splash a color. But commander has these unique color identity rules where you can't splash a color like it just doesn't work or you can't play the commander you want to play. So I think a lot of changes have been because of commander, whether they're bad or good. That's another like we can argue that it's good. That's that's reasonable. But I think for sure, like it's commander having an impact that it, i think is detrimental to 60 card formats like i think it makes 60 card formats worse who plays 60 card formats? i don't think feed the storm <laughs> was made for commander really it was for 60 cards no yeah matter. it helps death shadow <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think feed the storm shadow of mortality so fine like I, you I don't you don't run this if you're if you have access to better enchantment removal that's i mean it that's is my my uh, look at that you know <laughs> have you ever looked on edh rec though black cards on edh rec demonic tutor dark writ vampire tutor feed the swarm it is literally <laughs> the in most a played lot, it's in a lot of pre cons it's, it's in a lot, lot of pre cons oh, it's, it's a lot of pre cons like if I mean, you're I in think... if you're in golgari do you run it no if you're running in orzov are you gonna run it no like but no you but you have they... to be in <laughs> Right. So because like, Rakdos and Mono Black can kill enchantments, they gave black enchantment removal for commander. <laughs> so what? But it's not even okay. good. I, I think the design change is before colors couldn't do something and then other colors could. Yeah. The new design is every color can do everything, but certain colors do it better. Yeah. So now yeah. you can draw cards and remove stuff in every color, but there are other colors that will just do it like way better. So when you play those other colors, you don't you don't use the scuffed versions. I like that though. Uh, okay, Alexander Andrew six nine eight zero. If you could erase one set in its entirety from MTG history, what That's would it be? Super easy. Does it start with an E, Krim? Yes. <laughs> what set would what? this be? Uh, it would be Eldraine. I I I I, <laughs> I I I like Wilds. I don't like Eldraine. So Throne of Eldraine or whatever, like the. The plane is fine. I love the plane. I want to erase the first Eldraine set, though. And mostly because of the trauma of having to <laughs> legitimately <laughs> stream every day, play, uh, make videos every day, and then no matter what you did at all points of those days, it didn't matter. Because all of it became an elk, or you got ran over by Embercleave. And if not, uh, we just remember, everything about from that set was pretty much banned. We almost willed rotation in. Like, because from everything that was banned, the only the, we were then moving down to getting, like, just complaining about Stump and Bone Crusher Giant, right? But, like, yeah. so many things. Once upon a time, Oko, like, like so many cards in that set were just, like... Oh God, it is it is terrifying to me. I, I I love the plane. I hate the cards that came from them. Except for the new one. The new Eldrain's fun. That's a good choice. I think Modern Horizons did that to modern forever, though. At least in standard. It rotates eventually. Maybe it takes three years now instead of two, but sooner or later, Embercleave's going to go away. Maybe they ban some stuff sooner. I feel like Modern Horizons 2 in specific is probably this that I would erase. I feel like it has had that Eldraine level impact on Modern. 
Except there's no rotation. There's no like, oh, if I look in the distant future, there's a time when things are going to go back to to normal. Uh, also, Chronicles because it created the reserve list as a dark horse candidate. But those are those Ooh, are. Ooh, that's a spicy one. <laughs> um, also, in rebuttal to Modern Horizons two, though, won't Modern Horizons three fix everything though? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. The monkey's paw curls. <laughs> Ragavan somewhere. <laughs> Wait till I get power so I don't get fury. One mana, two five. Protection from creatures, power, or mana value. Three or higher. Like that. I don't know. Rooster, what do you have for it? Uh, Seth took all my answers. Uh, so at Chronicles with. So Chronicles would have maybe delayed the reserve list. I think Wizards would have eventually come up with the reserve list anyway. But there's a world where we went slow enough that they didn't freak out if we could still be playing with dual lands and Wheel of Fortunes and things like that. What set was the cycle of free spells from? Like Fierce Guardianship. That was Commander what I was Commander no, 2020. Commander 2020. Yeah, you have to come with the new answer, but I don't yeah. want free spells. Uh, at least they're low mana value. In modern, they're like high mana value, <laughs> and that combos with other things. Uh, right. but I don't like I don't like free spells. I, I like I like the time where we used our mana to like yeah. cast our spells. <laughs> I actually I I that is that would be my top choice as well. Had I gone before you, um, because yes, I I feel like when somebody's tapped out, I feel like there's like just like a nice. Nice aspect of the game where, like, you play around stuff and you can, like, wait until somebody's tapped out and then you are allowed to do your thing knowing that they cannot yeah. respond. And yep. free spells throw that out the window, and I really don't like that. Just, like, I don't care how, like, like especially if they're very good. Then it becomes much more, but, like, design-wise, I really don't like it, especially when it's not, like, very incredibly specific. But if well, I had I to go a, for I Huh? Oh, you finish your thought. Uh, I was going to so go to mine, so you finish yours. Yeah, so I I have a Dark Horse candidate, Secret Layers. So I Seth was... Mine, I, 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 this is, I just ripped this off of Seth. So Ooh. Seth was talking about how in other card games, when you, when you open a pack and you get the special version, it's very immediate. Their special version is, like, super special. In Magic the Gathering, it's, like, extended art or whatever. And I think part of it is they are holding the special versions for secret layers. But imagine if you could get like all the crazy secret layer themes and frames in your normal booster pack. Like how exciting would that be? So I feel secret layers have, have taken us there. Another contender would be the secret layer of Walking Dead. Yeah. Right. If, if your universe is beyond hater, you could argue that if Walking Dead never happened, wizards would never be down this path of universes beyond. Uh, I like universes beyond. So, but I mean, a, you... that's another option you could choose. I think. Oh. What about what about original commander? Like that started this like proliferation of commander sets. Wait, all the cards try, specifically for commander. commander. The, the format. <laughs> I the think... podcast about commander. What yeah, commander sets never happened? Whoa! I, I think commander sets are actually excellent for the game because it's such a great on ramp for people to experience commander. I just well, think about... that. I don't. I don't like having that. Much what about the first like non-precon commander set? Like what would that? The commander 
Masters, maybe? Mm, legends. What if we just legends kept it to oh, legends. legends? Yeah. What if we just kept it at four pre-cons every year rather than like printing these special sets for Commander? I really liked that. I really liked because it was generally very exciting to see what cool thing they're going to introduce to Commander. And they always had like a cool a lot of them have cool aspects. Like one one time they introduced like, oh, all of these face commanders, they're planeswalkers and they could be your commander. Like that was exciting. Or like these eminence. I mean, eminence was exciting. It wasn't very, uh, you know, balanced, but in the same with like the original partners and stuff. Like, I don't know. They, I, it definitely lost its excitement uh, because they're doing it with every set now. I have a dark horse though, a very dark horse prophecy. I don't want <laughs> prophecy. What, what happened? What do you not like about prophecy? Prophecy. Prophecy. prophecy? Ristic studies. Ristic. Oh, oh just because study. of tuning study. <laughs> just like a little ristic study. It was because of Avatar of Woe. <laughs> 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 Avatar of Woe. Prophecy was a cool set, by the way. But I, I, I would ask the entire thing if we could just delete ristic study from the game. <laughs> also, whatever the latest unset was, that set was so. What? <clears throat> Problematic in so many ways. Are you yeah. kidding me? Infinity is yeah. one of the greatest Magic Gathering sets of all time. But stickers, Seth. Stickers. <laughs> You're just saying that. We, you enjoyed you it. We played, we played draft. That was years we played ago. Draft you liked it. That the box was years ago. The, the sponsorship, sponsorship is over now. You're good. <laughs> You've completed your obligation. <laughs> I love you. Please send me more things. <laughs> I, I genuinely love that set. It was really fun. And I have a Myra Attractions deck on my... On my that that thing. set almost ruined draft for me. Signed by I, Mark I remember Rosewater, sitting in our sweaty hotel room and no one was reading any of the cards and no. just like rare, just picking. rare picking because they're like <laughs> it's too wordy. I don't have time to read all these cards. Uh, yo, all right, Missouri SGM three seven five zero. If you had to remove a color from the game, what would it be, and why? <laughs> or I guess the opposite of this: Would you add a color? People have always talked about the mythical purple. Purple. Uh, but if you feel we need more colors for some reason, or you can axe the color, we know what green. Uh, we sorry, we know what Krim is gonna do. <laughs> what, what colors on the chopping block, Krim? Uh, blue. <laughs> <Demir. Yeah>. Not. <laughs> um, okay. To be honest with you, this is this is the after hours. We're not streaming, so I don't have to keep up the bit anymore. So I I actually. I actually think green. <laughs> whoa, you have whoa. me going for a yeah, second, yeah. man. Better thought, clip this. No one will believe this. Yeah. I mean, it. well, okay. I, I think I would only choose it in Commander. I actually feel bad for green in 60-card format right now because <laughs> it kind of just gets hilariously dumpstered by everything in 60 cards. But in Commander, when you go through the all-time greats, green is just doing too much for too little of a cost. And too easily. So they do everything that like that much better. So yeah, green. Simply put, green. I this have, is such a I hard have a question. spicy one. It's not that hard of a question, really. I would actually it. delete with the white. I would delete white. <laughs> I really? feel like I feel like white's identity is largely overlapping with too many colors. Like what what is what is the white design philosophy? Is it go wide 
it's primarily white, but green has been doing that for a very long time too. So we could put that over there where small creatures matter and putting, getting them bigger, you know, that's also a very green thing. Protection spells I feel can go into uh, both blue and green. I think a lot of things it could just go into green. And the reason why I like green more than white or not removing it more than white is because green is, is such a casual friendly color I know most of the people that I got into magic, their favorite color is green. It's just a good Timmy color, and it kind of is <laughs> a great way to Timmy introduce... are real. Everyone's a Timmy. <laughs> no, but it's a great, like, it's a casual favorite. It is the way to get people into magic and then finding the best color, which is blue. So you have to have green in there. I started with green when I started playing, too. Ironwood tree folk, by the way. Um, terrible. <laughs> but yeah, I so I would actually take out white because I feel like its identity isn't strong enough to stand by itself. Or it has the uh, weakest identity, right? Uh, actually, I think it's, it has the weakest identity because we choose to bar it away. <laughs> it's true power. <laughs> right? Because, I mean, like stacks and mass yeah, like destruction that, and yeah. LD. All it's it doesn't have enough of an identity because we banned most of its identity. <laughs> Stacks like Urza's life gain identity. Like, oh, life gain. Green <laughs> green does life gain too though. It's just like green That's has true. already taken all of white's green color does pie. everything. If, if, if you so had to choose a new a player, Stompy Stompy is much more enticing than White Weenie. Yeah, right? like you want Spirit Companion or do you want Galta? I think most people <laughs> take the Galta, right? Yeah, for the, so I, I, of the like see that. onboarding new players, I think green has to stay. I think Seth. I uh, this is a really hard question, and in some sense, based on what we were talking about before, with every color doing everything, I don't know if it matters anymore. But I think it would be, I think it would be blue. I think my argument would be that blue is a color that most people like playing against the least. Uh, I think if you did a poll, that would be very, very true. And we play the game to have fun. Uh, so why why do we have this color that might be the strongest color, but actually just makes people enjoy playing the game less? And the things that are important in bl uh, blue, the one thing that would give me pause would be, I think counter spells on some level are a necessary evil, but wouldn't magic be much cooler if rather than no. here's this color where <laughs> my goal is just to counter all your spells. What if white had its soft taxing counters and red had its chaotic counters? Like there's a way you could split that up between all the other colors. And I think the game would be better as a result of that. So blue. The beauty. Just the remove beauty. instance from the game. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's like... <laughs> Uh, yeah, like the beauty of that is is yeah, instance counterspells, removing things off the stack before they could well, happen. The, the other things blue do is annoying too. Like they steal your items. Like they, yeah. they like about... have control magic. They can steal your spells. They yeah. take Clones, extra turns. Though. Yeah, like they have yeah, a lot of annoying nice. things that people don't like. So I can Clones. see where Seth was coming from, even just beyond the basic counterspell. Right. Uh, my choice would be black. I think black adds nothing to the game. Uh, so black uh, used to be the color of killing things, but I would argue that other colors kill things much better than black. Black can tutor, but all the other colors can tutor. So to me, black is down to reanimation, like graveyard things. And sacrifice, but... so like sacrifice and reanimation are just like two. So major. sacrifice is a thing. But reanimation, other colors can reanimate too in different ways. Like blue and red reanimate their spells. White can reanimate stuff. Uh, but like black feels like purple. Like it, it kind of does something unique, but not really. And like its its strengths have been taken out over time because Wizards was like, oh, everyone needs removal, right? So everyone can remove now. 
And then black kind of lost its strength. Kind of like blue's strength used to be drawing cards that got diluted because everyone else can draw cards now. So I think black I, needs a new identity beyond reanimation. Like I, I don't know though. You, you need you need some color to keep enchantment decks in line. So. <laughs> <laughs> The Show answer me on the to Feed the Storm hurt you, Seth. Feed the Storm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Travis Cochran, 9253. If Richard and Seth believe the fog meta is the future, what do other Goldfish crew think the future meta is? <laughs> do you believe in the fog meta? If not, give me your rebuttal. What is the meta? <laughs> I, I, I was totally talking to uh, uh, Wheeler from... <laughs> From like loading ready run the the rules like all of that, uh and, and I apparently maybe I'm off base. I think the fog meta is a meme, uh, but but like but like he he also thinks that the fog meta is real. And, yes, and, and, <laughs> yes. And, and I I was just like, dude, what? And he's like, yeah, you for for one mana to two mana, you your your game plan, you're able to just invalidate one whole player's turn. Mm. And I'm just like, dude, no, bro. Hold on. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Yes. yes. How much of yes. and Seth real. you it's for real. this? <laughs> it's not real, dude. All right. My what's take. the meta then, Krim? What's the meta then? If, if not fog meta, what's the meta? Honestly, the meta, the meta is is God, it should just be. I don't even know what the meta would be. It's not fog. I know that. Because <laughs> there's no... I don't think there's any one, like... I guess it's the the stacks meta. I don't know. That's the only meta where we know that, it, like, okay, yes, it's very good. It's proven good. But I don't think there's any one type of meta that is, like, is really, really good. There's no one archetype that stands out to me except for artifacts. Actually, artifacts. Artifact yeah. meta. Artifacts. Art it's it's artifact artifacts. Meta. It's always artifact meta. That's true. Hold on. It's artifacts. Treasures no, I... really broke the artifact meta, right? Like I, there, there are I mean, things artifacts that require you to have artifacts, and the treasures are just being printed left and right. So like even a simple construct gets insane if you're like making treasures, right? And then you have like improvise and you, you have all kinds of things. I think treasures really broke the, the artifact meta. Not that they even needed it. Like artifacts have always been strong, but treasures has kind of done that. So honestly, I do agree with Krim. That's a real, uh, that, that's, that's where I'd be going to is artifact meta because it's not just like, okay, we got treasures and now they're busted and now commander will forever change. No, like we did, we did artifacts and then we had a food expansion with like Lord of the Rings, which was a major food thing. And then we had immediately afterwards, we had Wilds of Eldraine, also a food set. And now we're going to be going into Ixalan, which I'm sure is going to bring back more treasures and all that fun stuff because of pirate theme. And then we're going to be going to Ravnica, Murder Mystery. You can bet that it's going to be a major clue theme, obviously. So it's like... Artifact tokens are, are doing their thing. And wait, no, Ixalan, like, also they previewed, like, a new uh, set mechanic. And I bet you it's going to be just a new artifact token that's going to be doing. Like, didn't they have a new set? I forgot. They teased it. They didn't explain what it was. Uh, they, but, yeah, artifact tokens are kind of silly. 
they did shake it up with wilds a little bit with the the aura tokens the roll auras so maybe we'll see more variety where they experiment with stuff like that but you are right there's like so many artifact tokens now i hope they experiment with some other stuff i love clues and kind of like treasures but we could do other things too it doesn't always have to be those i do think though that the art the the fog meta is like actually more legitimate than i first gave it uh credence for like the the and the reason why the reason why is that I've noticed the the design philosophy of a lot of commanders these days is attack focused and also the there's also like more of a stigma against combo than there was when I started playing it used to be because our combats were so bad when in 2011 that you would either like close with like Voltron or you would close with combo um and guess what? Every single time I see on MTGO or whatever, people are like, oh, no combos, no infinites, no nothing. So it's like, well, Wizards is pumping out time after time, very aggro-focused, combat-focused new creatures that give you your benefit when you're attacking. And also, we in this community keep stigmatizing combo. So I think it does make sense that in this like very inbred uh, metagame that's all combat-focused, fogs do get better. It's annoying to say, but <laughs> <laughs> but artifact meta is we got him. Set is the fog better real? Yeah, it's the fog. Of course, it's real. It is real, and it is the future of Commander. Get your obscuring hazes now. <laughs> We're just board white. Yeah, I, I I feel if we started playing Commander versus sixty card, it'd be different. Like I feel fog has the stigma against it. So normally in 60 card formats, you don't die in like a one shot, like only like infect does that to you, right? Like people are hitting you for like four damage a turn. So when you fog, like nothing happens, like you live a turn, but the thing is there and you're still facing lethal the turn after and you didn't make any progress. That's why we traditionally look down on fog in 60 card, but that is not the case in commander. Tomer's right that you don't get combo killed uh, like that often because we have the stigma against it. What you do is you get combat combo killed right you die to the acroma's will you die to the crater hoof behemoth you die to moonshaker cavalry the fog just stuffs that uh they even if you do nothing they may not be able to kill you the turn after and even if they could they could probably kill anyone now that the cat's out of the bag so everyone is trying to wrap the board and like put that person in place so getting your kind of trump card stuffed by a one mana spell or free spell is detrimental and I think if we just rebrand Fog as counter target players combat step, <laughs> that you, you would have a very different understanding of it, right? Just like whatever you're doing, I counter the, this whole combat step, right? Like it sounds a lot better than Fog. Everyone's like, oh, Fog, you, right? Like, so we got to rebrand Fog. And once everyone understands the power of Fog, we're going to be so annoyed. It's like when you played with Wilderness Reclamation oh, or Hogak or something on week one, you're like, oh, look at my cute rogue deck, right? And then <laughs> one week later, you're like, oh, this is actually insanely meta and oppressive. It's annoying. Yeah. When everyone's just snapping off fogs left and right, it is going to be so obnoxious. And we're going to go back and like make all these fog answers and ban <laughs> fogs and things like that. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm it's... looking forward to the day we have to ban fog because it's really obnoxious for the game. <laughs> I think the other part of it, too, is there's so much virtual card advantage now. Like, I think that's the other thing that's changed is you always have a handful of cards. A few years ago, you're like, 
can I really afford to play this card that might be dead? I'm drawn off the top of my deck. I hit the fog at the wrong time. Today, everyone's got seven cards in hand all the time. Like there's so much, you you don't run into that issue anymore. So I think that is also just made cards like fogs that are a little narrower better because you can afford more dead draws than you used to be able to. All right. Uh, Otcast Kane. What do you think about theme decks? Inspired by your theme episodes, I started making decks based off some of my favorite books, Brendan Sanderson books, if you're curious. What is the right balance of card concessions for theme accuracy and card justifications to make the deck actually playable? I used to be very much on the flavor side, where when I first started building these decks, every single card was like a flavor card, and the deck was really not fun to play like the whole point of playing the deck was just like hey here's this thing here's this other thing but the deck didn't actually play like a magic deck or do magic deck things so over time I've trended more towards I want the theme to come through but I'm also going to dedicate 20 slots or something 25 slots to cards that are just going to make the deck work and if I can make those cards as thematic as possible I will sometimes it's really easy like card draw for example there's a lot of different options. You can usually find a card draw spell that's going to also be justifiable for the theme of your deck. But if you're playing zero card draw or zero ramp because you want every single thing to like be a creature and you can't find a way to justify it, I think that's the wrong way to go about it. So I think you do, you want to end up with a deck that is clearly flavorful, but you also, you got to be able to play it, right? Unless you're just doing a thought experiment and never going to play the deck. Like it has to meet this minimum standard of playability, I think, to be enjoyable. Or else you never see any of the flavor cards because you never want to play the deck. So what's the point of it even existing if it's, you know, it's so bad you never want to play it and no one wants to play against it? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I agree. I agree with, with that exactly. I think, like, you just match it to the power level of your table. Like, if you're playing, like, a jank deck and, um, you know, people are playing, like, pre-cons or whatever, and then your jank deck is, like, running Mana Crypt, uh, smothering tide, the six study, you know, like vamp tutor into your best non-theme card. Like then, yeah, okay, you you might stomp, you might stop the player, uh, the the table if you're a jank thing. But like, obviously, the intent is to show off your theme cards, so you can power it up and be a little bit looser with some of your card slots to make sure that you have a, a fighting chance at the table. Just like I wouldn't go overboard with it, and I try to focus on justifying as many slots as possible. I mean, I think that pretty much, like, I try to stay on theme as much as possible. Uh, when it, if it if it comes to like, let's just say, I'm building a like like the evil, the Resident Evil deck, right? I was really happy that I built that deck the way I did because I added some cards that even like I actually chose to forego functionality, right? Like I, mm -hmm. I just went I might have I might be the wrong person to ask because if I'm gonna do Flavor Town, I'm going full Flavor Town to where I'm not sure the deck works at all. <laughs> um, but but I will I will I I I think that's the main thing. Seth touched upon it. Just have card draw so you can at least see the things that you're trying to get show off in Flavor Town. So like that that is the most important part for me. So I don't care if the draw spell is I, I guess if the draw spell is also on flavor, that's pretty cool, but whatever draws you a ton of cards so you can show off more of the deck. Yeah. I, I love theme decks. I think of, of the group I build like the most random theme decks. And I am a hard, hard believer in that your deck needs to work. And your deck needs to work in your play group. 
right? Because it's cool and all that you built a Final Fantasy VII deck. If you do literally nothing, cast one card all game, don't actually interact with the table or do anything, like, who cares? <laughs> like, yes, yeah. you have a deck, but, like, nothing happened, right? What's more memorable is if you're competitive, right? If you are an active player in that game, if you win with that deck, then your theme matters, right? Because now your theme was, act, like, you, you somehow took this weird theme and made it work or made it competitive, made it look like a normal deck, then it's cool. So I am a hard believer in in doing that. What you don't want to do, like the, the two extreme is like play some like weird <laughs> infinite card. No, 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 the other extreme. Oh. Play some like infinite card, infinite mana combo where you basically have won the game already. And then you somehow yeah. assemble like this three card theme and you're like, oh, here it is. Yeah, right? like, did it. That could have been literally I anything. I hate that. That, yeah. that doesn't matter as much, right? We've as seen long that a couple times. That's happening is like on theme. If you're running Teferi's Pro or if you're running like Farseek or something to make this happen, like yeah. I, I think it's it's fine. Yeah, your theme cards have to be meaningful. If they're entirely replaceable to your to the point of the deck, then then I think that the theme has failed. But as long as you're like showing off theme cards and you've done it. All right. Last question. Selver KDX compared to 10 years ago, is your passion for the game up or down? And why? And be honest, are we? Have we all out? played ten years. Wow, I, I think I'm we well all over played ten years ago, right? <laughs> yeah, we're all I'm well here. over ten years, unfortunately. Oh, my back hurts. Uh, what what set sudden. was ten years ago? Uh, can, can we actually pinpoint? Because to uh, me, in my mind, like Innistrad 2013, was like 2013. I think. I don't mean uh, original Innistrad. Wait, <laughs> might have been Oath of the. Game it was. Watch. It was the most recent set to this ten years ago was Theros. September twenty seventh, oh, oh twenty thirteen is when Theros dropped. Didn't even that long ago, but yeah, oh, no, that really hurts. Yeah, we're <laughs> oh, yeah. Oof, where's my pain? Ah. So, how is your passion for the game compared to Theros? <laughs> uh, I mean, passion for the game overall on everything, uh, regardless of format, actually pretty high. Um, but I, I, I think it's managed to the magic as a game has managed to keep itself uh, relevant to me just because. Yeah, like it's doing things I like. It's got a good core gameplay system. Uh, on top of that, you know, the fact that they brought in Universes Beyond and Secret Layers has now exponentially spiked my uh, passion for the game. Uh, because now I don't have to, like, you know, like, I they, like getting to see IPs and things like that that I like from outside of Magic also is interesting because you like I like to see it inside Magic, uh, and and that was always a fun thing for me to see as a, as a kid, right? Oh well, what else could be in Magic? What other things were fun to see in Magic? So Universes Beyond is actually a godsend, and I I and not the equipment. I think this is just like genuinely a like Magic has is is amazing right now. There's a lot of Sky, the sky is always falling uh, in the world of magic, and I just choose to ignore all of that because it's legitimately, I, I am so happy uh, about where magic is. I would <sighs> this... say... Oh, go ahead, don't worry. Go ahead. No, go. You got it. Yeah, I think you got your answer better than I do. Okay, well, I would say my enthusiasm for the game has actually gone up since Theros because when I was playing during Theros, I was far more like less invested in the game for sure, like much more casual playing with friends. And now I'm just like super, I'm very invested in, in the game, um, mostly because of my job and uh, just being able to be like also part of the community. I've made a lot of friends, a lot of connections through this, what was just like a fun little card game hobby. 
Um, and it's just made me really appreciate the game more and more as the years go by. Um, the only thing that is does scare me is um I don't like I don't like the universes beyond, I don't like secret layers or anything. Sorry, but um it's more like I'm just a little bit afraid of like this constant demand for growth that seems to be more more pressured every single year that I don't really maybe I, because I wasn't so invested back in Theros that I didn't notice it but it, it feels like how are they going to top themselves this year if they don't top themselves this year what's going to happen to magic like that that is a fear of mine um and so I I'm I'm a little bit afraid of what those decisions might might yield to the game as a whole um but overall i'm enjoying the game much more and that's a lot due to the community and the people that i got to meet and my career and everything so yeah i really like magic i think for me my passion for the game overall i think is uh has gone up since theros but i think my love of playing the actual game in some formats, has went down since Theros. For me, like, Theros was oh, yeah. the peak of, like, standard and modern was brand new. And, like, those four, maybe discounting Commander might be the biggest exception here. Commander, I think I probably enjoy more now than I did 10 years ago. But I think pretty much every 60-card format, I enjoyed more in 2013 than I do today. So I think because of, but so overall the game, like there's so much to talk about. There's so much to see. There's so many cool new cards. Commander is like a blast. And I still enjoy 60 card formats and trying to do cool things in them. But I think overall the, the gameplay of 60 card formats, my passion for that is not as high as it was. It's not that it's gone. It's just, it was really good back in 2013. And today it's kind of like, in eh, some formats are like, Ugh. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, I'll give I, you a, with that. I'll give you a spicy spent. one. I I think neutral or maybe even down. So some aspects like Tomer mentioned, you know, we've been doing this for 10 years, right? Like it's it's a company, it's our job. So certain aspects make it very rewarding. The passion is up, right? Like all the friends we met along the way, the community, uh, just, you know, we've been living and breathing this for a long time. We wouldn't be here if we were like burnt out and like hated magic, right? Yeah. But at heart, I'm a 60 card player. Like commander is great and all. But I love 60 card and I'm sad that it's kind of gone. Hmm. And I don't know, like I try to play 60 card, it's not the same, right? Like the balance is weird. Like before when I met someone and we talked magic, we talk about 60 card and we talk about our sideboard tech cards and things like that. Now it's commander. It's very hard to find a 60 card player, let alone the format you like. Like if you're a pioneer player, are you going to find another one? If you're a somehow a standard tabletop player, are you ever going to find a match anywhere? We right? saw so it, we saw someone playing weird. modern at Vegas, and it was like finding a unicorn. We saw these yeah, I was guys so, in the I was so... We're like, Oh my god, there's someone playing modern. What is happening? <laughs> and then the other aspect is just life. I would say relatively compared to my other hobbies, magic is the same, but I'm just old now. Like. I, I I remember thinking about like sick days. I used to enjoy sick days. You know, you're like, oh no, I got the flu. Sweet day off work. Yeah. Let's watch Netflix all day. Let's grind some StarCraft. Let's go. Right? I'm sick. Yeah. Right? Now it's like, oh my God, I'm sick. My kid is sick. You know, like I got to take care of the kid. Or the worst is the kid is not sick. The kid is recovered. So the kid is like full energy. And you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Like I can barely pull myself together. We got to go. This is like the most terrible experience ever. Uh, Tomer was just mentioning when you have free time now, you're just tired. You're just old and tired. So you're like, ah, 
I should I should uh I should play some some MMOs or something, but like who has time for this? So part of this is getting old. Like I I miss like the teenage years or the college years where you could legit grind sweaty 80 hours on something <laughs> in a week mm-hmm. and call it a day. You're like, I am gonna learn Merfolk today. I'm gonna play 80 hours of Merfolk this week, and I'm gonna be so good and it's gonna be so <laughs> awesome. Can't do that anymore. Kind of sad about that. Just gotta rewind. Someone, someone, give me a rewind on youth here. Give me back my childhood. <laughs> yep, I think I'm in that position too. Same. I feel the same. I remember like, oh, being on break from college and spending. I probably cube drafted like 80 hours a week. I think I played more Magic back then than when uh, you had to edit videos and do all that. So yeah, I, I can <laughs> sympathize with that. All right, so that wraps up our mailbag podcast uh some pretty cool questions if we didn't get to your question this time sorry uh we'll probably do another one in the future so we can hopefully sneak in your questions there uh, and let us know if you have uh any comments on our answers i'm curious what color you would delete what sets you mm-hmm. would delete uh those seem those seem not that straightforward uh and, and i think the time you start playing would matter because I, I imagine there are players that started during eldraine and for them the eldraine set is the nostalgia set and they could never remove it uh, so that, that, that's interesting. So let us know in the comments and then we'll see you all here back next week. See you, everyone.